Welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. On this episode, For Construction Pros correspondent Gigi Wood talks with Jay Tangney, Executive Vice President and General Counsel at Suffolk Construction, about the company's efforts to recruit and hire military veterans and the success they've had. So we're talking today about Suffolk's military veteran worker program. Can you give me a bit of an overview of that program? Sure. Uh, I would say about two years ago, I've been at Suffolk just over three years now. About two years ago, we started something called the Diversity and Inclusion Council as we reflected on how to improve in a variety of different areas of diversity, uh, not just veterans. Um, so we stood that up with support from our CEO and one of the employee resource, resource groups that developed from it is our veteran group. Um, and there's several uh, what we call ERGs and the veteran group has been, uh, I would say probably the quickest to gain traction for a variety of different reasons. Um, we have a group of longtime passionate veteran employees here already who know vertical construction and know our company and our culture very, very well. And we have a group of younger vets from more recent conflicts who've come into the company as we've grown. We've grown tremendously in the past few years, uh, really for the past 10 years. Uh, have been very fortunate to uh, grow nationally, bigger jobs, more revenue. So obviously to do that, you need personnel. And with our veteran presence here, uh, we put our heads together and tried to come up with a way to recruit some of the younger folks coming out of the different service branches to help us in the business. And, and the reasons for that are, are many, frankly. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about some of those reasons? Sure. Uh, I, I think the way I commonly describe it, uh, for me anyway, when I went on active duty in the Navy, it was the mid-90s, and I was fresh out of law school, and you get to your first active duty station, and you're quickly assigned, in my case, a heavy caseload as a prosecutor. Um, so mid-20s, no trial experience, a lot of school um, the Navy Marine Corps sends you to what they call military justice school, which is a, a three-month program to teach you how to be a, a military lawyer. And then they throw you to the practice. So you show up, you get a heavy caseload, and then you either do it or you don't. If you do it, you get increasing responsibility in whatever your area of expertise is. If you don't do well, then you don't get an increased responsibility. You might get um, a less important role, but still get to contribute. I think that's true across the board for veterans, whether they're officers or enlisted folks. You go to your command and you're assigned serious hard work as a very young person. And the people who thrive in those environments are the people that we're looking for because construction is similar to those environments. We build, right now say we have 200 active projects around the country. Today, a certain amount of work needs to happen on every one of those projects, whether it's too hot, too cold, rainy, sunny, snowing, whether you're sick, whatever the case may be, a certain amount of work needs to happen to stay on mission that day on all those jobs. And that's really what happens when you're on active duty, uh, whether you're underway at sea or in the field, uh, whatever branch of service you're in, it's not a matter of convenience that you stay on mission and, and execute it. And that's really the approach that 
Suffolk takes. It's it's not perfectly analogous to it, of course. Uh, there are major differences, but vets coming out with the type of experience I'm describing tend to thrive in those environments because of their veteran experience, whether they were in combat or not, whether they were deployed or not. I think it's true across the service branches. Uh, at least that's what we found. And I think it's true regardless of what your specialty is. Obviously, for me, as a lawyer, uh, I do legal things here, uh, but I do other things as well. Um, people often think, you know, like the Navy CBs who are the naval uh, sort of construction force, they forward deploy and build things for the Navy um, and the Marine Corps. They're obviously a great fit, but we don't need people who can just build. We need people who want to work, uh, who thrive in those types of environments, don't mind a little bit of intensity in a work environment, highly, highly focused on safety. Our safety director uh, is an Army Ranger um, and a combat vet. Uh, he, there's no one more experienced than, uh, than him in keeping people safe, which is obviously our top priority. So I just think the general background of what you go through, both in the training pipeline in the military uh, as an officer or an enlisted person, and then when you get to your first command, is conducive to the type of discipline and passion and values that we espouse here. That's great. I can see how those attributes would be extremely important on a construction work site. Um, are you finding people who are military veterans with this set of, of qualities uh, applying for jobs? Or I'm assuming that not everyone in the military is as highly motivated as what you're describing. Are you finding the the people that, that you just described, and are you able to recruit them to these positions? You know, it's like anything else, Gigi, it's a good question. I think it's really relationship-based. So um, when I got here, I tried to bring in people who I thought would be very good fits here from my prior place that had gone through some significant changes. A lot of those people happen to be vets. Um, and the network grows uh, as, as we bring people in, and that's based on uh, people that we all know. And then I think people are learning of us. You know, we do a lot in the community with veterans groups. We're, we're supporters of an organization called Mass Fallen Heroes. We try to be visible with that. Uh, we try to be visibly involved with, with groups like that uh, through our own personal contacts and, and through the organization's efforts and, and some charitable work that we do. And people find out about Suffolk and what we're about. And then we get a fair amount of incoming calls from vets who want to work at a place like this. Uh, and, and I do think that's a really important point. I mean, one of the things you hear, and I experienced it myself, is when you're a young vet and you come back to civilian life, there can be a bit of a letdown. Not to mention all the other things that can go with it when you come home. But And that really depends on where you were deployed. But when I say letdown, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're doing something really, really important and you're in charge of a lot of people as someone who's 25 or 30 years old and then you get out and you have trouble finding that equivalent in civilian life, um, it can be demoralizing. I think Suffolk sees that and gives qualified vets, to your point, qualified vets an opportunity to thrive uh, because our culture is similar to, to that of um, some of what the military does. And I think the Veterans Resource Group 
has really come together to be resources for each other. Those guys all reach out for their folks who are getting out um, and looking for work. We try to help each other out with different things, uh, you know, whatever kind of resources people need, whether they want a new job in Suffolk or they're looking for a promotion. Um, it's a tight group, and that's really come together over the past couple of years. And that attitude and approach becomes contagious to 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 the enterprise, frankly. And and you know, one of the words that we throw around here, and I think it's it's used a little bit loosely, but it really does apply to our events here. We're looking for a certain type of grit to, you know, to work here. And that's something our CEO is passionate about. He recognizes he's a huge supporter of the military, and that's why we target uh, those types of people, men and women, by the way. Our veterans group is, is made up of men and women. That's great. That sounds like a group of ideal uh, workers for any business. Can you walk us through the program and how it works? Um, well, there's there's many different components to it, really. I would say the primary uh, operational sort of cadence to it is the Veterans Resource Group gets together quarterly, and that's an investment from the company because we fly people in together to sit in sort of a board meeting style and talk about the diversity and inclusion efforts that people are undertaking and also talk about it in connection with what we're doing specifically for veterans. So we have standing agenda items and different agenda items. Everyone's uh, got an equal seat at the table and all ideas are welcome. If we are looking, for example, for personnel on a job in San Diego that we just won, we'll talk to the gentleman who happens to be a former combat Marine who is uh, at our San Diego office and ask him to go uh, see if he can find people who might be a good fit for that particular job and, and we'll make an effort to hire them with support from our talent acquisition team. They play a critical, critical role in this too. So I guess high level what I would say is there's sort of the talent acquisition component of it that the Veterans Resource Group is involved in. And then in parallel, there's just general support for the vets who are here. And I think that, you know, really primarily means looking out for each other as people join the group, as people need different things. Sometimes people need help when they leave active duty, especially the, the folks coming back from combat environments. and. We try to be thoughtful about those things with each other and, and support each other. And then there's other things that we try to do that are special things because the CEO recognizes that vets are special. We had a veterans night at the Boston Bruins, for example, a couple months ago where um, the company bought 50 tickets and invited every local vet to come. Um, and you know it was unlimited in terms of, of uh, amount of vets who could make it. We also have a program that's really pretty interesting um, for, for our folks. If you're a veteran and you are honorably discharged and you can provide the paperwork, which is called the DD-214, you provide it to us and the Veterans Resource Group will give you an American flag hard hat that's branded with Suffolk. It's, it's, it's really uh, kind of a cool thing because it, it's, it's a dipped hard hat that comes out as sort of the American flag in the form of a hard hat with the Suffolk brand on it. And it's, it, 
you, you know, when I first heard about it, I thought, okay, that's sort of a cute idea. But, but what it does is it really builds camaraderie on our job sites. And we give the hard hats not only to Suffolk employees on our job sites, but we give them to our, our labor on the job site. So if you're a subcontractor and you provide a DD-214 on one of our job sites, and these are big jobs, right? They, they generally last for years, at least two or three most frequently. Um, you get a, a Suffolk branded hard hat for free that's in the form of an American flag, and then everybody who comes to that job site knows you're an honorably discharged veteran, and um, that's important. That type of recognition means a lot to people, and uh, it's it's really a, a small thing that uh, the company invested in, and it's it's made a difference on the job sites. And you know, for me, when I go walk a job site uh, with mine on, uh, it gives me an instant connection to people all over the place because they see that I'm a vet and I see that they're a vet, and it's a conversation starter and uh, produces a lot of interesting stories and, and builds camaraderie. Well, that's a great way to, to network on, on different job sites. Absolutely. So can you talk a little bit about once the Veterans Resource Group identifies some veterans to try to recruit and hire some of them, what are the some of the first steps that those veterans go through as they join the company and the program? So from a recruiting perspective, as I said, our, our talent acquisition group is involved and really that's all personal contact to try and get people interested and involved. Um, once people do decide to come, they go through an orientation. And one of the nice things we do is we, we have a pretty structured orientation process to bring people into Suffolk and um, our vets all get a customized Suffolk American flag branded shaker cup, which um, is, you know, it's, again, it's kind of a small thing, but it immediately distinguishes the vets, um, you know, at corporate and on our job site. So that's, that's another small thing we do to recognize people's honorable service. Um, and then we have onboarding programs really similar, I think, to some of what I experienced on active duty where we bring people in and we really try to um, indoctrinate them in, in how Suffolk does things and what our culture is. We have a program called We Are Suffolk where all new employees within 60 days of coming on board are required to come to headquarters for three days and they get to hear from the entire leadership team and many others. The CEO spends an hour with them, um, as do I, and we talk about Suffolk, what it means to work here, and um, you know the the, the similarities and um, and and I, I think all the different tie-ins and touch points that we think uh, make Suffolk feel like a military-type culture, um, and again. I don't want to overstate it. It's not the military, but there are many similarities. So establishing that comfort level with vets coming in is really important. And we, we try to be very deliberate and thoughtful with the talent acquisition folks about how we do that. Okay. And have there been any challenges with the program at all? Uh, the biggest challenge was getting it going. Um, you know, again, the CEO immediately funded it and, uh, that means we occasionally fly people around to do things in support of the group. Once we stood it up, 
and I'm totally biased uh, in favor of Edson. Uh, I started the program, so I'm even more biased. I, I don't think there's any glitches. I, I think it's really out in front in terms of what we're trying to do to bring this group together under the umbrella of the DNI Council. And there's been a ton of enthusiasm um, for getting involved. I mean, I would say, you know, I get a call a week from either a current employee or someone who just joined looking to get involved in it. And there's no limitations on who can get involved in it. We're all over the country, so um, we try to bring those guys together on a regional basis to get them involved. Um, we're doing a pretty exciting rebrand of Suffolk right now that's rolling out in 2020. Um, and we just sent all the vets brand new versions of the hard hat, for example, uh, which I think when they got them, I probably got 30 calls in a week, just, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, we, we, we appreciate it, um, which is super gratifying. I think the challenge will be to grow it, to make it completely sustainable, and uh, to, to, to really continue to recruit the type of people that we want. Um, I think you, you sort of alluded to it in a previous question, Gigi. It's not for everybody here, Necessarily, just because you served on active duty doesn't mean you're going to be a good fit here. We're looking for a certain type of person, and distinguishing that is, is hard as you hire people. So that's another risk to the program, but I think we're very, very thoughtful about it, um, and, and we'll continue to try to be. So it, it's gone well so far. It's terrific to hear, and it, it sounds like you've received positive feedback from the workers who are veterans who have joined the the company. Um, can you talk a little bit about how the program has impacted Suffolk? Um, well, I, I think it's, you know, again, self-serving in, 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 um, in terms of where we started and where we are now, but uh, there was nothing here before, and then within two years, we have every vet recognized, every vet coming in knowing that their service is respected and, and honored. Um, I think from the top down, again, the, the CEO is, is very, very thoughtful and deliberate and respectful of military service. So um, we've been able to bring in more active duty people in the last two years than probably ever before um, because of this network that's building and growing. And, and I think, you know, the contagious is the word um, that I think of sometimes. When we started it, to go back to your prior question, if I may, just for a second, I, I think there was sort of a skepticism about it because, you know, is it real? Is there going to be a financial commitment? Is this just, you know, the shiny new object? Is it going to go away? Um, and I think we've proven that it's it's real, it's here, it's sustainable, and it's, it's multiple things. It's, as I said, it's the work with external vet organizations, it's the internal ERG, it's supporting talent acquisition to deliberately and thoughtfully go find the right types of vets. Um, it's all these different types of activities that, that go on under this umbrella. Um, and, you know, another example, at headquarters here, now we have a veterans area where we have an American flag with uh, signage that, you know, I think very thoughtfully demonstrates the company's respect for um, our vets. Uh, it's, it's a small area that, you know, honors people's service. We had an event several months ago with the, the group here. We had, we invited all the vets and all the spouses to headquarters for an evening 
we had a hundred people come. We had an outside speaker. Um, it was just a wonderful night to bring these people together. We have to do that more. We have to do that regionally, and that's on the list for 2020. So I just think it's 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 made a good culture even stronger, and, and it does make people feel good. Um, you know, because I, I think depending on where you're on the country, a lot of people don't really understand what it means to go on active duty, what you put at risk when you go, um, you know, what you're sort of committing to for an extended period of time. Uh, and recognizing that is really important. And it makes the vets feel good. It makes the non-vets feel good. Um, it makes the families feel recognized and supported. So it's, it's really, I think, created this... Um, this uh, momentum, I guess, maybe is the right word as we roll into 2020. And, and, you know, this week's an interesting week to talk because it was a scary week for people that we have in reserves who were forward deployed to the Middle East. Um, we have people who are here now who have friends that are forward deployed to the Middle East. Um, and we have families that are involved. We have uh, sons and daughters who are on active duty. Uh, both, uh, I was talking to somebody last night whose daughter is underway on a destroyer in the Persian Gulf, having that network in times like these matters. And that's not to be overlooked. It's really important. Jay, those were all my questions. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and information about Suffolk Military Veteran Program. Do you have anything else you'd like to add that you want readers to and listeners to hear about? Um, I would just encourage people who are in similar situations to be thoughtful about how they uh, both hire and, and handle vets. Um, we're happy to share what we do with the world. We're, we're very, very proud of it. Um, and uh, we think it, you know, it, it helps everybody to have this type of attitude and approach with, uh, with vets, regardless of how, how old they are or what type of service they have. So we're, we're happy to talk about it if anyone wants more information. That's great. Well, thanks again for your time today. Thank you. Yeah.